and tanks oh. from us Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a Tank Rodriguez show special edition. It's just a Tank Rodriguez show. We don't even know what we're going to call this. And everyone except for me cannot hear the intro music, but I do have intro music for you just for you James. Uh, it's copyright free and so we're not going to get sued for this. Oh, I just I said we should call it Tank Tank and Super Friends. It's a Tank and Super Friends special show for superheroes. Superhero no, talk. No, you can't call it DC talk because people will confuse it with the pseudo Christian rock band, and then we'll get the wrong type of listeners. That's why I want to do that. Are these the newsboys? Or what? I know what our listeners are going to call it the last straw. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn it, that's right. I'm, I am now unsubscribed and unfollowing. Well, I. I well, there goes the Ukrainian listener. Right. <laughs> Uh, you know, listenership has been up, and I am so excited yeah. for that. But I, I'm Tank Rodriguez. Joined with me are my fellow hosts. We have a big, big show for you today. Uh, we have Dirty Dirty Derek. We have Sh- the Czar of Snugs, uh, Shanae Howard. We have Jimothy oh. James Dean. We have Adam Freaking Danger. And, of course, Tanner Treadway. Uh, how y'all doing today, guys? Just say hi. Hey. <laughs> otherwise, uh, otherwise it's going to be a big old clusterfuck of. Uh, so we're not going to have any of that. But this 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 impromptu podcast uh, started uh, yesterday about seven o'clock in the freaking morning. Uh, <laughs> how did it start? Who started the the, the 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 superhero talk? Who do you think? I did. Tanner. Yeah. Yeah. We were all fine until Tanner has to like. Bring up some obscure point. Of, well, this DC fando. Okay. And then he made a point. He was like, okay, here's the central question. Tanner asks this simple question, which today we hope to answer. Why does everyone shit on Man of Steel? Okay. And before we do that, and before we before we do that, I, I do want I did want to bring something up really quick because uh, I'm not sure if we can jam pack everything into an hour. And this should be a series uh, that we bring on board to the Tank Rodriguez show. Uh, but I do want to talk about fandom for a little bit. Um, you know, social media everywhere was in like it was trending everywhere that you that, that uh, uh, about uh, you know DC fandom. I personally, you know, there was a few things that I got from it that were great. I enjoyed the Batman. You know, I think that was the biggest payoff. The Batman uh, trailer. Jimothy might disagree, um, <laughs> but How that. But for me, I enjoyed Jimothy it. But I, I, but I, I think a lot of it, uh, other stuff too, was just you know overhyped. Um, and I'm gonna let Jimothy take it from there. And if there's any kind of rebuttal to it, y'all are more than welcome to jump. I, in. I saw Jimothy's look with uh, when you said Batman, and all I want to say is that as excited as I am about the movie, uh, I still think Robert Pattinson looks like he should be hanging out at Hot Topic um, on the weekends because he's pale and and too gothy looking for Bruce Wayne. He's sickly. He's a sickly he's a sickly boy. He did look like uh, more more like Nightwing than Yeah, Batman. that's what I said. He right. looks like more like he, he'd be playing yeah. like a pseudo Nightwing than he would be playing with it with his skyliner uh costumes and makeup. Like, I don't like I I do not get some of the shit that y'all put on things. <laughs> we're very nuanced, Shanae. We are very nuanced in what we're we like I like how we don't like I like Look, how if he if, if he had eye makeup <laughs> like the Ultimate Warrior, then we're talking business, okay? So if you look like okay. Steam, go Jimmy. Jimmy's gonna blow up, so let let we'll let him talk. And then I'll rebuttal. Well, first off, first off, 
I'll just follow. Uh, they should have called DC Fandom DC Fandom UNP. <laughs> uh, wow, that was so loud. I'm so sorry about Jesus that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I thought a car crashed into my fucking studio. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, we'll turn that down a little bit. Here we go. We're good. Fandom. No, I mean, look. <laughs> to directly address your point, uh, people are excited. I, For years, DC fans have been uh, this sort of, you know, I. there's this weird contingence of DC fans who think there's some conspiracy that there's like Marvel fans who hate DC. No, there's just people with discerning taste who recognize that the majority of DC live action films have been total shit. Right. Uh, it's not a conspiracy. It's just people with taste. It's like it's the deep state. It's the deep oh, state the that Lord. is after DC fans. <laughs> uh, nerds. Well, I guess QAnon's pretty nerdy too. But um, but the thing is, people are excited because in the first time since this whole shenanigan started with Man of Steel, where there's actually looks like some hope for the future. Um, you know, Wonder Woman 84 looks fun and promising and looks like a good sequel to the original. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very excited for uh, Suicide Squad. I think it's a much more promising sequel. Uh, that's an end of the DC Universe I'm still a giant fan of. Um, I I love, I love villains, and I love goofy... Uh, silly villains and i like goofy silly villains that nobody's heard of uh just naturally i'm right. drawn to dumbest characters but um but then also Kevin adding Boomerang? exactly <laughs> boomerang is one of the more legitimate villains in that movie the so polka dot. <laughs> he's still fun though yeah. that's that's I the mean, great I mean, thing goofy, silly exactly. Not that he's bad. i think it's going to be fun i think they're going to find the perfect balance with it with over the top like and that's what if you've seen james gunn's films outside of Guardians of the Galaxy, films like Slither, films like Super. I think he's going to combine some of what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy, but with a little bit more of a mature edge, which I think is where his real talent lies. So I'm excited for that. I'm actually really excited for that, and mainly because I get chubby, adorable <laughs> King Shark, which makes me happy to my core. I did not know how you were going to end that sentence right there. I was say, <laughs> that's that's how excited he is, folks. He, just gets, he gets chubby. I got to This went from six um, to midnight right. up in here. All right. That wasn't very much of a, so, but, of a rant. But so, yeah, I think we have to save it, too, because we have such so much more to talk about. But go ahead. I'll let you finish that thought. But with the good, there's the bad. I actually think the Batman looks very disappointing. I think it. there's little shots in the film that literally almost shot for shot from, like, Dark Knight or from the Nolan films. When, okay, when yes. Penguin in his car and that camera right over the, the driver's side side of the car, that's literally in multiple scenes in the Nolan Batman films. But um, I do feel like multiple people have said online it does feel like Batman meets Seven. Um, but again, you know, it, it, looked, it looked better than I was thinking. I hate the costume. I hate the Batmobile. But they work better on, in film than they did in still images. Um, I don't have a problem with Robin Pattinson, although the the whole, as everybody says, My Chemical Romance, Black Parade bullshit does look like silly. Toby Toby Maguire and Spider-Man 3. 3. <laughs> he looks like no, young Robert Smith. He looks like MCU Robert Smith, 1983. Yes. Skinny, uh-huh. skinny in shape yeah. Robert Smith. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously that is from when he's taking off his bat mask and he has this stupid eyeline yeah, thing that they do with the movies. Anyways, but I think that movie is getting way too overhyped. Um, I think, like, first off, it's 
there's elements in it. I like it. I've always wanted to see a world's greatest detective Batman movie, which is more of a, uh, like a, a detective story rather than just like an Eleanor, like a, a exactly. noir film. And I think using the Riddler and all this stuff, um, <clears throat> I think, I guess I pointed out uh, in our private chat room, I think Colin Robinson or Colin, Colin Robinson, that's Colin uh, Robinson. Colin, Colin uh, Robinson, the, emo- the, the emotional vampire. <laughs> vampire. Colin Farrell as Penguin, I think is blowing everybody away. And I think that, just seeing that gives me some faith of what they're going to do. Yeah, um, but I I, I I heard he's only going to be in a, a very small portion of the movie that, well, and not even as a penguin. So, I mean, like... Maybe it's a build-up to the second movie. Yeah, and also, we don't need three villains in a movie. That's already yeah. was a big... That's never worked, and it's already starting Spider-Man to, like... 3. What's up? It yeah, exactly. It was, it was perfect. <laughs> exactly. Well said. Um, but... I think honestly, a lot of it had to do with just the overall pre- the people. There was news about Black Adam. There's news about Black Adam. I'm excited about the inclusion of certain JSA members. The fucking video. The I think the biggest thing that blew me away the, of every reveal was the Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. I'm not even a video game guy. I don't play video games. But that fucking trailer blew my mind. I was like, if they could just make this into a movie, I'm like, give me that shit. Um. Meanwhile, the the uh. Gotham Knights did not impress me, but well, that's a whole separate. How often do you watch uh, animated DC movies? I usually probably try to. I try to watch every single one that comes out. I don't enjoy them all, but I do enjoy their animated section of films. Oh, yeah, I just didn't know action. how much. Yeah, I just didn't know how many you watched. Well, that being that's, said, I, I think it's really excel. But, uh, yeah. So I, my small rebuttal is: I don't think that you can say something is overhyped when it's been announced in the last like twenty-four to forty-eight hours. Exchange. Everyone's talking about it because it. it's topical, but like, g- give it a month and then see how hyped people are. Well, well, Bat- well Batman's been hyped on for like a super long time. Like, I don't want to say Batman doesn't fall in that category because that's been being hyped as soon as they announced Robert Pattinson for like that role. And so, in Matt Reeves, like, being at the helm for that, like, that's all I've heard about, like, for different DC. But like, is it like, hyper just reporting on it? Like, well, what, no, like, that's what, my, what when I say it's like, overhyped, I mean the response online is that. Yeah. It's amazing. It's going to be the best Batman movie. It's it already is the best Batman movie. Or I mean, it, it, of Reddit. course that goes other ways. People shitting all over it as well because it's the internet. But the amount of people saying just from that trailer that it's the best Batman movie already has blown my mind. How many people have been able to say that based off of just of that teaser trailer? I mean, but uh, also you have to think about like, a lot of the people. Like, how old are these people saying this? Like, do they yeah, remember they any just... other Batman movies? Well, the, well, well I, mean, the, I mean, here's the question: It's like, is it? You. It, well, it's not even canon. I mean, that's the thing. Like, to like, do you count it because it's not even canon with the rest of like the yeah, but the, DC, the DC universe. Well, but that's the well, thing is the rumor right now is they are going to kill off the Justice League universe and use the Matt Reeves Batman films as a jumping off point for a new universe, basically like a soft reboot because they know that the shit show that has been the Snyderverse. So I think their thought is if they cement it, that look, we I have more to touch on this and on. I wish they would have taken a more superhero version of Batman as opposed to another quote unquote realistic version of Batman, which I think doesn't actually work. You can't do realism of a guy dressed as a fucking bat; it doesn't work. But that's all their conversation. Undertaker let's, worked for thirty years, by the way. I, I do want to say one thing: <laughs> fuck the Flash. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Fuck the Flash. I'm, I'm there with you. I I Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller as a Flash can suck 
Madong. Yes. (laughs) I have have no interest in seeing him. All the rest of the movie sounds great. I love Flashpoint. It is a great storyline. Ezra Miller is going to fuck it up, and nobody's going to like the Flash. So that's all I'm excited to see. Like eight different people play Batman in the same movie. I'm excited. (laughs) Actually, you know, I am far more excited to see multiverse versions of. of different characters than I am to see Ezra Miller don that I mean, stupid like, fucking suit and be a dumbass. Costume from what they did, that costume is terrible. The biggest egregious mistake they made in that I fucking... I like Robert Pattinson's costume. No, no, I, I, no, I hate no, that. No, no, where's the time? The Flash. The Flash's costume. Cinematic Flash yeah. movies. One that he trash. tied together with, like, zip ties and shit. Exactly. It's goofy and corny and terrible is, and I hate what's it. What's brunch? Is it... Is brunch a thing? And where do <laughs> I go? And, oh, my God. Okay. We're getting off topic. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, we're... we're yeah, uh, that's all I'm not sure why that still has an echo, but I'll fix that later, and I won't use any more uh, sound effects. Uh, but at least it didn't <laughs> make our ears bleed. Uh, but uh, that being said, uh, you know the the topic at hand uh, before we run out of time uh, is uh, why does everyone shit on Spider uh, Superman and and, and Man of Steel. oh Man of Steel uh, and um, moralistic compasses? I think right. Just yes, I, I have several. I have several uh, points, key points I'd like to bring up. Counselor? Okay. Okay. No. Wait. 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 So. So. Before we begin, the, the reason we started this was, was because of Tanner. So, what did what did you say, Tanner, that ticked off Adam? I said, uh, "Why does everybody shit on Man of Steel? It's one of the only watchable movies in this DC universe." And Adam, what, what was your reason for? Is not it watching? though? My reason is watchable? that ultimately. Uh, this is not a Superman movie. You can call it whatever you want to that, that in its DNA, this is not Superman. This is not even an interpretation of Superman. There's so much wrong. There's so much wrong with the movie that it has tainted a whole decade's worth of, (laughs) of DCEU properties, right? Like a, I mean, there's so many different things. There's so many different problems with this movie that it extends into other films. Go, go in, go in, Adam. (laughs) So, again, like I said, I've got four points I want to hit, and I want to throw it to Shanae and James and, and Derek here. Uh, and if Not we Tanner. overlap some points, you know, Not that's me. fine. But what, what I get upset about is is this is – now, fans, uh, here's some inside baseball. If you do listen to Satellite Years with uh, James Dean and Russell Hazard and myself, we have covered some of the points. So, again, if you, I may be repeating myself here, which I apologize. That's just something I'm going to do. Uh, but I, I have so much invested in my distaste for Zack Snyder and what he's done to DC movies that that Tanner's almost what could be a harmless statement uh, just makes me upset on on so many different fronts. I mean, Tanner made some doing? points that I would like to address specifically, uh, but uh, I I feel like before any but anybody but you adam and tanner gets into it i think we should hear tanner's point okay. uh yeah about what his because the audience doesn't know what his fair, argument is fair so discussion fair yeah. discussion let's yeah. hear tanner's point of view on this i yield the floor to the the distinguished senator okay so so we heard adam about how it's a disgrace and a distaste to 10 years of movies whatever my point is it's not that bad it's not <laughs> The world ending, you know, like, I'm not going to watch the movie and cry because of what they did to Superman. Just like I'm not going to cry because Luke was a little bit upset in The Last Jedi either. It's not 
the end of the world. It's not going to have any effect on Superman, the character. It just wasn't that great. That's all. None of the decisions... The movie you know, a, when we, we take story. this out of chat, this seems like a much more reasonable argument. So, I, I will say, well, also, I will say we that everyone here awesome knows that I get under your skins so, because it's my favorite thing. And so, we'll well, like, that. look, look, like if you want to compare it to like Luke in like Star Wars, I will say this much: Luke, it took how many movies before they actually killed that guy off? It's, Superman gets killed off in the second one. Like in Dawn of Justice, like they don't even give him like his own other solo movie. They gotta lump him in with somebody else, and they kill him at the end, only to resurrect him for like what the like last twenty minutes of the Justice League. Like he okay, he can't be he can't be that great of a character if they're not even willing to like invest the time and effort in first, the story. First, I'd like to I'd like to point someone out here. We've had a Freaky Friday situation where Tanner is like, "This movie's not terrible. It's fine." It's fine. And what is the one thing that gets lobbed against me when I have like a middle of the road take about, oh, it was fine. It was great. And here I'm the okay. one that's like passionate and like upset about it. So I do want to point that out for, again, uh, fans of the Tank Rodriguez podcast that hear our back and forth where Tanner can get fine. overhyped about something. Said and I'm like, oh, it's bad fine. as the catastrophic. It's tantamount to, to say right, that it's fine. What I said, I compared points, it though? to. Um, a subway sand, a flatbread subway sandwich that wasn't toasted. Subway is already not good. You can't like you can't not toast the flatbread. It's spongy and gross. So you eat it. Yeah, I'm not gonna throw up, but it's not a good time either. I mean, I will definitely go on board and saying I do think it's I think it's miserable on every level. And I don't I don't hate Zack Snyder. I think Zack Snyder has made some films I like, some films I don't like, but. That movie is, at- is atrocious on every level. The I only think it's thing very meh. I've actually got to what? put Tanner on like this point on the movie. <laughs> look, look. First, I think here's the thing: is look, if your subway sandwich is shit, you don't go out and order it again. That's all I'm saying. Like, and so to say it's a watchable. Subway, so that well, no, but I'm just saying like the analogy <laughs> that it's a it's a it's like a watchable movie if it's okay, but compared to an uncooked flatbread sandwich, like. You don't order that every time. Like no. you watch it one time, you realize it's shit, and then you don't watch it again. So like, right, is it me? Like, like call the police. But I, yeah. Well, here's the thing: is though, I think because of the, <laughs> call the, the police. I think because of the fandom involved, and that's the thing: is this this movie is it's indicative of fans get involved. In look, movies. you when anything that's based off of an existing property, especially one that goes back to 1939. A movie can't exist on its own. You, there's two different versions of the movie. There's the movie that is a translation of of pre-existing work, and then the, how the movie works on its own accord. Is it a good movie? I think it fails massively on both ends. Um, I think if you are like, for, for to the heart of it, to the heart of Superman as a character is it shits over. It literally seems like the movie was made by some dude who's like, I hate Superman. I'm gonna fix him, and then. Shout out whatever that bullshit throwing fucking eighteen wheelers into trees and like oh I even thinking about it makes my brain freeze up. The dog gets saved though. Yeah, yeah the dog. Gets saved. <laughs> and the thing is, let me just say, if that movie can make me hate it, even with barrel-chested lumberjack Henry Cavill fucking looking all Cavill, whatever you pronounce it, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Bail. Super uh, monkey man. Yeah. Ugh. He is and the thing is, I feel like at least universally, even the people who hate it, don't blame him on Henry 
Cavill, even they're like, well, it's not his fault. He didn't write the fucking movie, which sometimes fans have that. They can't make the distinction between the actor and the movie, <laughs> Robert Passan. Um, but it just, it, it sucks. It, everything about, and I think this is what I want to address, Tanner, is the weird, your weird argument that it's lame to not want to kill people because you were raised right. Like, <laughs> the weirdest argument I've ever heard. Okay. You, who, you sound terrifyingly a lot like uh, well, some people online that, like, it's it's a little frightening, to be honest. I feel well, like... Let me, let me jump in here. Let me, let me tag me well, well, one second. One, one second. I, I, I want to get clarification on that. So you're saying it's lame to kill people as a superhero because you were raised right? Is that is that the argument? No. So what we were talking about, Adam was saying, like, oh, his moral code. Uh, you know, he, he's he's got this moral code where he never kills, which is not true. He kills people a lot, and he's going to keep killing people. But the, the whole point that I was trying to make is that in this movie, he's faced with that ultimate decision. He knows it's wrong to kill. He sees no other way out. He kills it. And he's got to live with the consequences. He kills it. He kills Zod. And he's got to live with the consequences. He and doesn't kill Zod. He mangles and he turns his head 180 degrees. <laughs> like, like it's not just like, oh, well, he tripped him and then Zod fell into like a concrete pit or the track broke and acid. Zod fell. Like, it wasn't like an accident that or some sort of ambiguous thing. The man turned a spinal column 180 degrees. He saved and- his family, though. Yeah, he killed him. We're so not, we're not he, debating that. He killed him. He's dead. He did it in such a malicious fashion. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want to how, uh, how change. Killed him. Here's here's the thing. Is that my argument is that Superman ha- should have a moral code. He should have a line that he never, he crosses. never crosses. And it's and not unlike professional wrestling, right? Like if a face has, has rules, rules that he that does, he does not, not cross, or she does not cross. If a face, then that makes him the upstanding person because the heel then. The heel is allowed to break all the rules and to be uh, to deceive others and cheat and lie. But once the face does it, it doesn't. There's just a moral ambiguity, right? It doesn't. We're gonna start using nothing. wrestling terms for this. I'm I'm trying to use it to illustrate that, like literal, like for a literary context, a good guy, a good woman, a good per- protagonist. There has to be a certain thing that they will not do that separates them from the bad guys. Because if there's nothing that separates them, everything's morally. Uh, you know, a morass, right? And nothing really matters. It's kind of nihilist and you stop being a hero and that's not Superman at all. What makes Superman super is not the powers. It's not how he's a god on earth, but because he has the highest principles of all the heroes. He's uh, He has the values and virtues. He cares about others. That's what makes him you know, the chief of all superheroes. There are, well, there are characters that are more... He can do anything, yet he is the most self-restrained. He doesn't let his ability to basically do, if he was even, you know, off-center of who he is as a person, he could do anything he wanted. He could take over the Earth, take over the the cosmos. I mean, he's one of the most powerful beings in the DC Universe. But the fact that he lives by the strict moral code is what makes the character so heroic. The problem is, though, I don't even have a problem myself with him killing Zod. As again, I've already stated, he did it in the comics in a different way. But again, at some point when you realize that you can't stop this guy that's just as equally powerful as you, and the choice is kill him or let other... In that scene, he he would have been responsible for the death of innocence if he didn't take Zod's life. At that point, the in the way the movie's trying to tell you that he didn't have another choice but to break his neck. I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with that is 
Before that, he's not shown to have that moral compass that has always been part of the character since the fucking 30s that's so ingrained with him so that when he makes that decision, it's more like, holy shit, Superman had to kill. This is how, you know, how bad it got for him. This is how high the stakes of danger were. It, his fucking dad, which I already hate Kevin Costner, so I think part it's of it is bias. But, Ke oh, don't even get me started. But Poxy oh. is basically... You know, he's the salt of the earth type. In, in you know, Schuster and Siegel's version of Superman, they basically, the perfect Midwest, like, wholesome, truly good people raised this alien. They were responsible for this being that could have been the ultimate despot to being who he was, to being the hero he was. So in the, every other media Superman's ever existed in, it's, Pa Kent was such a great human being, such a truly good person, that he understood that, you know, sometimes you're going to make sacrifices. Sometimes you have to lose a little bit of your own, you know, freedoms to, to help others and all these different things. But not in the fucking Zack Snyderverse. In Zack Snyderverse, his dad goes, eh, fuck other people. Like, and it's, Let it's, the children it's, die. Let a school yeah. bus of children drown. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because, you know, your life will be inconvenienced. Like, it's it's such a bad it's so badly written it he doesn't like in in to i understand that like zach snyder he's like oh i'm gonna be i'm gonna play with it i'm it's more ambiguous and uh, it's more complex and real no it's just bad writing it fucks up everything about that character going forward so it does when he kills somebody you're like well yeah this dude will just break his dad told him to let kids die in a twister but that would <laughs> that would be like uncle ben saying like that'd be like uncle ben saying uh, with great power comes great responsibility, but unless unless you're inconvenienced, unless it's too much, then you don't have to worry about it. That's something unless else you got homework, it. Peter, and then don't worry about it because you got to do your homework and, and get it good grades. Um, so don't go save that burning building, please. But exactly. So that's why, like, the, if you change that one aspect of what Uncle Ben does in Spider-Man's life, it's yeah. not Spider-Man anymore. They, like every iteration of Spider-Man, you can have different Tobey Maguire and uh, and all the yeah, other guys that played Spider-Man. Fuck that line. What? Now nah, here we go. Here it's so boring now. Like I just, I'm just, I'm done well, with that line. Because it's been around since 1960. Like we've but heard it, but it, it was. I mean, it literally is the origin of that saying. I mean, literally goes back to like, amazing fans. Even, I know. Even when, like, even when you don't. Every iteration of like Spider-Man needs it. Like I was like, like we already know. Like at this point, it is so culturally relevant. Like I just like. I hate that every Spider-Man, like, but if, you, if you did a Spider-Man where that wasn't a part of the universe at all, if Uncle Ben was just like, ah, fuck it. Go, Derek. It Derek, go. Derek's turn. Well, look. Derek. Well, look. Like, look. Derek, Derek. Two, two things. Two things. Derek. It's, not, it's, it's not always said because you don't hear that in the Miles Morales version, yet it's still implied by the morality of his parents. Like, right? Two... Like, you know what happens when you get raised up by fucked up parents, because we see that in the, the Superman version, the Crimson Sun, where he's he's in Russia. Right, so right. obviously, like, we see the, the bad alternate versions of these folks, like when they're not Bridget, which makes it an even stronger point on why there has to be that, that like, moral, like, guiding force, like, in the early part of their story that needs to be adhered to. And I think that's the point James is getting at is like, when you take that away, even if you don't have to necessarily say the words, right? Like when you take the essence of that away, then you have nothing that's driving them to be the person that they are. Like Superman is one, like one of the few that's not driven by revenge. Like that's that's the other part of it as well, right? Like he's not 
like Batman who's avenging the death of his parents. He's not Spider-Man who's technically like in a way avenging his, you know, his uncle, uncle, ben, yeah. Yeah, uncle ben or punisher who's avenging his family like a lot of these guys are driven by vengeance which makes that like moral line a little, in my opinion like a little bit more great but superman he's not avenging anything like he's just yeah. a protector of the earth which makes him even more morally sound and restrained like in his approach and part of that is his upbringing because he doesn't know any better so see and i fully exactly. agree with that but the, the whole thing that that Adam is getting all uppity about is the fact that he killed anybody, but he kills people all the time. Well, he doesn't the first no, no, time no, no. He, he killed people. Kill people all the time. He has <laughs> on occasion. He has on occasion very more than one villain in different situations. Well, uh, how about so, this? Does is is he killing? Is he killing like humans or is he killing like uh, monsters? So okay, so Superman two. <laughs> Um, it, it's the same villains, right? It's it's General Zod and, and and whoever I don't remember their names, but they don't matter anyway. Um, it's the same villains, the other Kryptonians in Superman two. He takes away their powers, and and then kills them. So yes, he's he doesn't kill them. They villain. fall into a yeah. They fall no, into they, they, they fall into the prison, right? Like they put around. them in the prison. In the uh, Jazz Zone, but um, Phantom look, Zone. Real quick, Phantom Zone. Thank you. Uh, before we could, mm-hmm. I, I, this one point. You're talking about uh, the line uh, with great power comes great responsibility and how you don't need to hear it anymore. <laughs> it was irking I, I him. You know it was irking him. If I have to see fucking Batman's parents die in a movie again, oh, I'm so I'm tired of it. Orphan into traffic. It is. We get it. We know Batman's parents die. They even die in the Joker. Well, it's yeah. implied. <laughs> It, exactly. and, you, and you and you actually don't hear that power responsibility line in the uh, Tom Holland version either. Yeah, exactly. Because, it's not. Yeah. I don't, I don't, that's, that's probably why. It. That's my favorite. The like Spider Verse and Tom Holland are my favorite Spider Mans. Uh, is because I just don't hear that line. But like. Well, I, I mean, that's because you don't need the backstory. I, I mean, that's that's the thing. I am not. To be fair, I'm not a Spider Man fan, and I'm also not a Superman fan. So like a lot of so a lot of these things are just not near and dear to my heart. Like. I will say that what makes like Man of Steel meh for me is it feels like an origin story movie that doesn't want to tell the origin story. Like they're just yeah, like dragging exactly. their heels. Like, but I don't just like all right, fine, let's just shove all this there, and then they drag their heels with other stuff. And you're right, like he isn't fleshed out. But like as far as like it looks nice, I had a, I had a fine time watching it. I rewatched it today, and I also had a fine time watching it. <laughs> See, I mean, I agree with Derek on that because. No, they they didn't build up, you know, his upbringing so that that decision that he made was as impactful as it should be. They they treated it like, you know, okay, like like you said, like they 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 kind of treated it like everybody already knows his origin, so they kind of left that out. Well, so, no, because they they, they effect, did no, they didn't because they shoved everything. It was, it was like fifty minutes before he even took flight, just shoving everything in. There was like six plots going at the same time, and it was a tornado like, okay. happens. Right, but uh, they up on his and like, and it's not exposition, but it is and... flashbacks, and it's it, which are just as bad and very just lazy storytelling. But they looked really nice while it was being lazy. <laughs> yeah, it did, but like that's that's my whole point is they didn't really flesh out the upbringing so that that decision at the end was as impactful as it should be. So like the decision itself, whatever, I'm fine with that, but. You know, he, he kills people. He's done it. He's he'll continue to do it in comics and movies. He's he probably is going to kill Zod more often than he doesn't kill Zod, whether he's 
oh, shooting him with the gun that essentially makes him not exist anymore, but it's a he's alive, so it's okay. Phantom Zone projector thing, whatever. It's 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 a way of killing him without killing him, and so like. But it, there's it, a it there's a huge difference between Phantom Zone projector and twisting a man's head 180 degrees with your bare hands. Like there is a big difference. What other yeah, option did he have in that movies, moment, The Adam? Phantom Zone doesn't exist. But yeah, I was gonna say, but you're talking about two two different Superman zones. Yeah, no, I mean the thing is, Snyder's verse, the Snyder verse Superman, um, is what they they wanted to set the tone for the DCU with Superman. They wanted to be like, look, this is the tone we're going for. Marvels is all you know, fun and cheery. How dare they? We're gonna make some fucking Superman breaking necks and cashing checks in our movie. (laughs) They could get fucking people wanted. But no, that's not what people wanted. That's what like 112-year-old to 14-year-old nerds online wanted, but the rest and of Tanner. humanity was and Tanner. I didn't think it was that good. I keep, I don't know why I But they, but there's like there's a wide gulf, right? Like so even if I was saying, "Okay, this is the script. I'm going to finish the last third. I'm not going to choose twist a man's head with my bare hands. Maybe he has that's to trick choice. them. Superman Superman doesn't commit like murder, execute a person with his bare hands like Again, Bane can do that. Uh, how is he allowed know, to, bad... how to murder people? Like, what is an acceptable method of murder for Superman so that he can do that in the next iteration? Well, I honestly like again, that's a line that I, I would say normally he doesn't cross. Like in good versions of Superman, he always finds ways to like he's clever and he always outthinks his his opponents. He uses and like you said, like I agree, like there's always a Deus Ex Machina of like, oh this. Uh, the ultimate nullifier, which again is Fantastic Four, anymore, not Superman, but, they're but there's something that can like stop the hero, but he doesn't cross the line of I'm gonna brutally murder somebody. And I, you know, even if he had uh, Mon Pa Kent were just average and like, hey, whatever, everything's fine, son. You should still know that like spinning a man's neck 180 degrees isn't okay. Like that's not acceptable. He didn't, he didn't fucking like cut off his hands like and was the, done with it. Like, all right, good again, job. No, in Let's the go context home. of that movie, he didn't have a choice. It was he can fucking break that dude's neck, or you know, let those well, people let get the family die. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the thing is, like, uh, that's the, other, the, the other crime of Man of Steel is that it. I didn't give a shit about Michael Shannon about like uh, nope. uh, the actress who plays Wonder Woman or uh, Lois Lane. I Lois actually. Lane. Nope. Uh, what's Amy, your name? Amy Adams. Adams. Amy Adams. Like the cast was amazing, and yet I didn't give a fuck about one single person. Nope. When I heard Michael Shannon was playing Zod, I was so ecstatic. I'm like, "Fuck, that's amazing! I want to see that." And then the most forgettable villain in fucking—it's even more forgettable than Marvel villains, if that's even a thing. But yeah, I'm just—it's such a piece of shit. I hated every second of it. Is it more forgettable than Jesse Eisenberg? You, well, yeah, no, it's definitely more forgettable than Jesse Eisenberg because Jesse Eisenberg is so fucking terrible. I can't get it out of my head. He was just—he was angrier, bald Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does the same thing. Oh, so bad. And then That's rewatching it recently, this person—it's like half the dialogue. Oh, goddamn! Fucking it's too ponderous. Like, there's a lot of themes, and again, I, I know I'm really harping on on the neck break, but it's just because thematically it doesn't work. Like, you cannot have. A Superman that's just so grim and and listless and ponderous. Superman has to be a bright, hopeful character, and everything else revolves around that. You can't have a grim, gritty Batman. You can't have a more soldier, uh, tough Wonder Woman. You can kind of have a jokey Flash, but everything has to revolve around the optimistic, uh, bright 
friendly Superman. You know, the the, the Superman from the Richard Donner films, the Dick so Donner if films. He killed, if he killed Zod like he did in Superman 2 in a more positive, happy way, like, that's good? That's okay? <laughs> well, well, and, and we, another thing to think about, too, is, I mean, Smiled granted... room to his death. Well, granted, in, in uh, Dark Knight Returns Part 2, I mean... Ronald Reagan literally hired Superman to kill Batman. Right. But that's also based off of 50 years of Batman and Superman being pals and like solving crimes and, and, and like saving also, the world. Ca- it's all, it, no, it, it's, it's not up until, I don't know, the last few years when fucking DC completely just did, didn't start not giving a fuck. It was always, it's not the same thing. It, it's an Elseworlds. It was never part of the same continuity. It's more satirical. Like, he, fucking Superman looks like Ronald Reagan. That wasn't an accident. Like he was supposed to be instead of like he became the super far right, out of touch, you know, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. puppet of puppet of the government that, you know. Uh, well, I mean, here's, here's the thing though. Like, I, I think that what gets lost is like there's a lot of comparison between like Superman two and the Man of Steel, and they're totally different. Like, like yeah. the feel is different. Like, you would never have the Superman from part two, to Adam's point, like, twist the head of Zod around. Like, that's not going to happen. Why? Because that's not the Superman. I think that's the biggest issue with Man of Steel, right? Is, like, there's been this focus on this type of Superman. Like, the Reeves Superman. Shit, I'll even give Brandon Roots Superman yeah. credit. And I hate that movie. And, like, what at least... That? it. Superman. Smallville, yeah, Tom Tom Willing, Dean Cain, you know, uh, Lois and Clark, <laughs> like no, Dean the Kane. Su- su- no super- Dean Cain. Okay, well, either way, <laughs> it's still the same, like the same, like type of Superman, which is at that like intrinsic moral value, like to Adam's point, like optimistic, and then you get to this other version, and I get what they're trying to do with it. They're trying to revitalize the the train wreck is that has been the DC universe in film for a very long time, but it totally missed the mark because it took everything that makes Superman great and they just removed it from the movie. And then, so yeah, you're going to have this guy who's going to be to James point, like breaking necks and cashing checks. That's the whole point they made in the suicide squad movie was like the reason they wanted out of suicide squad is because what happens if we get into the Superman that's just to rip the roof off the white house and kill the president. Why? Because like, if like there's potentially, yeah, they got the, they got the quote unquote good guy, but like it's not out of the realm of possibility that that can happen because there's no because moral that, code. There's no there's code that, exactly. No one, no one knows. So oh, hey, Superman's the right guy. Everything. Here's the thing. <laughs> See, though, too, that's, that's exactly what made it stand out more was that like Henry Cavill. He, I mean, like it or not, he he did try to play it like Reef. Like that. That was. That's what everybody does when they when they. Yeah, I, I don't fault the actor at all. Like I don't I don't fault his his should. like acting in that like. At all, yeah, like so I think it was just a matter of the writing. No, yeah, it, it was not. Again, not a good movie, not that good. But I, I like the idea of putting him in that darker situation without changing, you know, like his personality. He played that that Superman, you know, that Christopher Reeve Superman, pretty much exactly how Reeve did it, and and then they put him in this darker universe so that he can kind of. Well, that's. Like, I will disagree with you there. That's the thing is, if you look at Reeve Superman, he yet like, and that's why it's such a definitive version of Superman. He was wholesome, but he was also kind. He was also cheerful. He had a sense of humor. All of his interactions with Lois Lane are very charming because ultimately, 
he ha- he's a very likable character, and he's not, and he is optimistic. He isn't some pessimistic hero. The people understand that's what like the thing about when people say they hate Superman is, or I think it's who Superman is is just as important as his blue costume and his red cape and the fucking ass and his powers. Who he is as a character is what he, Superman is the definitive superhero. He he is literally the first real superhero, and from the get go, all of those things. Now, mind you, if you go back to 1939, like he would, he was sort of like throwing gangsters into brick buildings. But you know, it was a different time. But up until like <laughs> in the 40s, on especially by the time he got on on the radio and TV, he, who he was as a character is why everybody loved him. Superman can do anything he wants, um, and you know, e- even in dark situations, that's why there's been some great comics that forced that character into dark situations and make him like sort of test what he believes in or test the character, the, the, the strength of his characters and his convictions, but, his convictions, but he always comes through because that's who he is. I feel like they could have done that. I feel like a better script writer and, and I'll say it. Yes. Even a better director could have taken that concept and made it work. But Zack Snyder didn't because he's, he's a great visual director, but he's a he doesn't give a fuck about fucking, uh, I mean, I lo- I personally love Watchmen. I think Watchmen works. I know some people don't. I um, don't. Let's not get into that. That's a whole other podcast we can do. But ultimately, though, everything that is <laughs> at fault in Watchmen, everything that, that misses the mark a little bit in Watchmen is completely Snyder's fault. Because even he goes on record as saying like how he interpreted those scenes. And it's like, well, you interpreted that wrong. But anyways, I feel like ultimately it's a bad movie. We all agree it's a bad movie. Um, I still it's think, real meh. Yeah, it's very. I, like I said, I, it infuriates me. There's so many aspects of it that petty ass Superman. The whole there's so many. Uh, there's honestly too much. But um, I mean, but I do like somebody pointed online though. The last thing I wanted to say is somebody pointed online why they liked it is because super in this version of Superman he is a. He is a alien. He is an outsider. He is uh, basically he represents the unknown and foreigners. The government doesn't. Every other movie, he's best pals with the the president. He's you know truth, justice, the American way. In this movie, he's an outsider. The government is suspicious of him. The government hates him, and he's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm Superman. I'm going to do what I want. And so that appeals to a whole new generation of people. I get that part of it. I don't have a problem with that. It's just everything before that end of that story sort of kicks off that I think is a complete miss. Well, and see, that's that's what I was talking about when it comes to like the optimism in this movie. Like, yeah, all the people hate him. Like they all hate him. Everybody like they want to imprison him, but as Superman, he's like, like I get it. I see where you guys are coming from. I'm pretty big and scary, but I love you anyway. And so at the, like him snapping Zod's neck, like he's he's literally choosing to be human as opposed to Kryptonian. And it could have been no way, no way, no way, no way. Kryptonians but... are all calculated. He did the most calculated thing possible by snapping a person's neck to save. More people. That's a cold, calculated decision. That's not a human decision. A human decision is to say, "I'm going to find a way to, to figure this out without with minimal." I would murder uh, having to kill I, I don't. Real I don't bad. agree with that at all. Me. No. Everybody, everybody the idea that the entire movie was built on the end of killing Zod. Like that's that. That was the entire point of the movie. So no, you're not going to write a movie that's leading up to that decision and then not do it. Well, that's you, you can rewrite the movie, but that's not what this movie was trying to do. To the and it's not the decision itself that bugs me. 
I do. I think. I mean, the the movie does. I mean, literally, it is the the closing acts of the third. I mean, the, the, I, what brings like, about the resolution. I'm saying like the poor writing in it does not mean like when I think like an hour and a half into it when there's 50 minutes left, like I'm not like yeah, he's gonna murder the shit out of Zod. That's the only way yeah. this is gonna end. Like I know it. I know that's how it resolves because I've seen the movie. But like. I don't we know. Also, like I feel like it's very like he, like I agree with like some of the points that I made that like he's doing it for humanity. Yeah. Like he's doing it because they're terraforming the planet. I also genuinely really like got excited the first time and rewatching it today when he's like in that little uh, interrogation room with like Lois and he's like yeah like it, it, you have like half a thing of like wintergreen mints and like all this other stuff. He's like yeah. I see that, and they're like, well, how do we know? And he's just like, all right, well, I'm going to level with you. And he's like, breaks the handcuffs off, and he's just like, hey, I'm not an enemy. He's like, is this person? I don't know. And there's an understanding between him and the general that, I, like, even though, like, we as, like, humans can't see the see-through glass, and I think that's just, like, a really powerful scene. And that's, like, and scenes and things like that make the movie not terrible for me. Yeah, yeah, and that's a little the thing. good things sprinkled yeah, throughout it. Yeah, exactly. There's still there's like again, it's a good looking movie. Um, I think like the the cast does the best they can with the terrible script. Um, and Henry Cavill is just so hot. Oh yeah, my he, gosh, he's, he's, he's he is unbelievably he is, attractive. He is honestly, yeah, he's the ultimate male. Uh, like, the, like, but we're we never, yeah. we, no, no point during this have we talked about the wanton destruction, the deaths of. We keep talking about him killing uh, General Zod. Who? How many people died in those fucking buildings lot, in, in Kansas? And like he had been and, Superman for like three days. He's not yeah, very good. And, he couldn't. No, even... at, no point, <laughs> at no point do they show Superman trying to stop the destruction. Giving a fuck. He's not giving a Superman fuck. Superman has been like, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fly it. To the anarchy, like I'm gonna lead them away from where people are. This Superman didn't give a fuck, and was, I know this fucking audience. Well, no, because he's trying to. I just trying to terraform it. No, the he, d- he does try, not very hard, but he tries a little. So the Bare whole point is that not they want enough. to be on Earth and they want to destroy Earth. Not, yeah. not so good he's enough. Not gonna be like, well, I'm gonna fly to Mars, and then they're gonna be like, all right, see ya. I'm gonna keep fucking up Earth. Well, look, we we keep we keep circling around the same point, which is this is a, a, a meh, a shitty movie. But that's the problem is this is a Superman movie, yeah. and with as much history and context as Superman has, you can't put out a meh, shitty Superman movie and and I mean, do it any has. justice. I mean, you you can and you will, <laughs> but then you'll have you'll have discussions like this where people point out all the shitty things are in your movie. So yeah, you can sprinkle one or two reasonable things like that people can relate to in the movie. But at the end of the day, you're putting out a Superman movie. It better be fucking spectacular at the end of the day. Or and if you're sense. not going to do that, then hang it up because you, you, you don't shit on it, and that's what you're doing by creating a meh Superman movie. Or it can coast I mean, I'm actually Richard pretty Pryor. fine with that. There's only like two Superman storylines I would actually want to see like live action. I like the Richard Pryor one. Thank you. Really? It's I Richard Pryor. I do like it, but it's a shitty movie. But it's a shitty movie. I can I can accept that. But Everything Gene that Hackman's we... a way better Lex Luthor. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, Gene Hackman. Well, yeah. Gene Hackman versus uh-huh. Jesse Eisenberg, just in general. I like John Cryer, though. I will say that much. Here's the thing. Yeah. We've never had a perfect... Even the Donner movie, which is great. It's a great movie. Is it a great Superman movie? I don't think you can get better than movie? 1978 one. No. I, that's the thing. is, is It's a great movie. But is it a great Superman movie? 
Uh, no, it's kind of boring as fuck. Superman barely does anything. He he Superman just saves a lot. Superman can be boring as fuck though. Yeah. Not that but, he always but is, but he is, can be boring as fuck. We we've never seen a movie that both captures the heart of the character the way the Donner films did, but gave us the, the showed us the power of what Superman could do in the way that the Return of uh, or Superman Returns and the Man of Steel could. We still haven't gotten that perfect Superman movie. I think there's been some animated versions of the character that have come closer, but ultimately. He's a hard character to get. In 2020, he's not a lot of people can relate to that character. First off, he's a, basically a god and can do anything he wants. Plus, he's the fucking wholesome, uh, you know, he's not edgy. He's not fucking Deadpool fucking with his bullshit katanas. Well, and he, I mean, it just doesn't relate really to Because that's today. relatable, there's too, so though. Much, there's so much derision. There's so much, like, divide. There's so many different experiences. Like, yeah, like, it is hard to relate, like, a good... Superman of like doing that wholesome morality that really resonates with a large audience, which of course these like movie makers want. So well, like, which I yeah. I would I would I would I would argue that and say that it's during times like 2020 and after Vietnam and post the Great Depression that Superman's at its most popular because you know these are times in our national psyche that we're all struggling, right? These are times when we're struggling. We national morale struggling. is low, but. But we look towards characters that have a high moral, you know, fiber that we can look and say, hey, look, you know, this person's noble and they have a virtuous uh, bone in their body. Like, it, it kind of raises our national spirits. Now, when things are going well, like you're in the go-go 90s and stuff, that's when Superman's interest kind of goes down and they do weird stuff. Either they kill him or he does all kinds I mean of, like, sci-fi stuff. But it's I need some statistics from those, like those things that you're saying, Adam. Like I don't. I don't I, he's I don't actually, yeah, that. he's he's actually a hundred percent correct. Like they they have have shown that when the world is terrible. the world is in a time of turmoil or political strife, fantastical movies and like sci-fi and fantasy movies tend to be at their highest. But and whenever Superman movies, though. But like, it I is a fantasy. Yeah, Superman I'm just saying, like it like, is a fantasy. It is a fantasy movie. So if you release that during a time of like strife. Like it's going to be more popular than your biographies and things of that yeah. nature, which are more prevalent when things are going. Same thing. Great. Go people kind of want to like learn exactly. Like yeah, I mean, I mean, oh, and and again, like Superman is literally one of the most iconic American characters. Not, I wouldn't even say American characters. He's one of the most recognizable characters in the world. Cultures that don't speak English, that don't have television, know who Superman is. Right. And again, it's more than just the cost of the powers in the 80 years of history. It's sort of like what the character represents. If Superman, like if this was the, four, like we were, like if it was 2020, but this was 40 Superman, Superman would deal with a cop kneeling on, on an African-American's neck. Like yeah. that's who the character is. Unfortunately, that does, you know, it's. Now we, he would help we scientists look for a COVID. He'd be like, I'm flying out to the Crab Nebula to find like a cure for COVID. You know, he would, Superman COVID always, 19. yeah. There's he, a story, Adam can attest to this. There's a story um, where basically you have all these edgy characters come in and they're going to fucking kill Superman. And at the end, and it's like, you're like, all oh, these like cool hip, you know. And they like, do, like they do beat Superman initially. Yeah, or at least they think they do. Um but the end of the movie, the end of this comic story is basically Superman going like, "Yeah, like, you know, you're never. I, I don't care if you think I'm. Uh, if you think I'm not. Passe or yeah, I'm still going to be who I am because what who who I am is like, and it's it's really I like this, that version of Superman. That sounds interesting more than that, I am, normally am interested in Superman, which is not normally never interested in Superman really. <laughs> yeah, the thing that like I said, he it, 
I mean, the fact that just he has such a continuity. First off, just when you start to say like he comes from the planet Krypton and you, people's eyes start to roll, not even just because of how prevalent it is in society. We all know the story. We're kind of sick of it. So you do need to do something to sort of make him exciting to people again, uh, which is why I'm petitioning. You can sign my. Uh, change.org petition to bring back Smallville. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, change.org is not gonna like no. accomplish anything this ever. Nerd. But um, I mean, without, as we talked about earlier in the group chat, Allison Max in jail. We can't do the reboot. How, how do you? How maybe, do you? Maybe it, maybe she's the villain. Maybe he's trying to stop her well, sex cult. And and does no, the and does the baby? Chloe, and, but who gets? Right. Wait 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 wait. Chloe's but who gets? Who be, who becomes Superman then? No, no, it's it's just more it's more Tom Welling and Superman. What do you Super- mean? Isn't doesn't like he? A, it's a new season. So Tom Wellington, you can see in uh, whenever they did the uh, Christ cross- crossover, he gave away his powers. Yeah, he gave away his powers. Uh, well, the thing is, like he has a he has like a kryptonite on there, which takes away his stuff, which has been like a theory for years in the fandom that he just has blue kryptonite on him, and I think. And I follow behind it. I stand that theory that if he just rips that bracelet off, he will be super again. Yep. If there's some sort of deus ex machina that would unwrite what he's Second already time. done. Man, it just feels like Superman just has all these things up his sleeves that kind of undo like the most, the worst thing that could ever happen to him. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Hey, you if know, I had children, I would, ne- I mean, if I would never want to not have superpowers in case I needed to save them. Like, I'm just putting that out there. Like, if I have a family that I care about, and I'm like, all right, I don't want these powers to put them in trouble, but I want to get rid of them forever. Because, like, what if I need them? What if this is what saves my family? I would never do that. Yeah, but the problem is, like, to have a family, you have to make sure that your ejaculate doesn't kill your... Yeah, does it yeah, shoot up? But if you, wear, if you wear a blue kryptonite, fix that issue. Then you're, or then you're golden. Or condom. Golden. <laughs> I feel like this is veering off into a whole hey, other, so, whole other conversation hey, so, that should be for another day. Last thing I want to get y'all's thoughts on. The uh, animated uh, teaser for Black Adam. Uh, that was very exciting. The costume looks cool. They, 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 you know, they want to announce something because they're starting to move forward with it, but uh, COVID's not like shoot anything, yeah. so they had to do the animated trailer. It's very understandable. Uh, I'm excited for it. Trailer you know, teaser. There's a difference. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a teaser. Yes. Um, but I mean, it's not even. And even this was. It wasn't even a teaser. It was sort of just like. Hey, Rock! Hey, say these lines and get people excited. <laughs> it was about as close to a slideshow as they could do. Exactly. It was basically a. <laughs> Um, a PowerPoint. Do you, but do you think do you think Rock can save DC? No. I, I think it'll be yeah. a fun movie. I don't think Rock can save anything. Wait, wait, one at a time, children. Maybe. I think this year's going to do well. For, I think the next two years of movies going to do well for him. Right. Just takes one movie. It just takes one movie. Iron Man was one movie. That is a good movie. movie. If it anything's going to do it, it's going to be the Suicide Squad because yeah, yeah. because why? Mm. <laughs> I see. I you laugh, but number one, I'm not laughing. I'm, a, I'm a, a bunch. A bunch of those people are not only to... on the Marvel universe, so people are going to come over from that. And two, James Gunn had success with Guardians of the Galaxy, so he knows how to tell an ensemble story. So those are the two things, and Very make it true. fun on top of that. And so got Harley, you if you put Harley Quinn in this fucking thing, and it's a yeah. good movie, and you I take out Will Smith. Will Smith. I like. Will yeah. Smith. That's a bigger I like thing Smith, right there. But, I, <laughs> like, I mean, none of the I, I will be very excited. For he looked like a pimp. 
Something third. Hell yeah, he is a pimp. Squad and hearing about why that one will save. Yeah, him. but like. All that's right, what go, go ahead, go ahead, Tanner. Go ahead, do oh, your wait, thing. Another point. <laughs> He's muted himself. No, right. no one. Yeah, it's okay. We'll let him continue to talk, and no one can hear Tanner right now. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, like, like I said, I. Uh, I think it's safe to say I won this conversation. Thank you very much. I, I, Your point of view from 1936. So we appreciate you, man. Is the most boomer, not boomer. Adam had a conversation to the side about Suicide Squad two and the first Suicide Squad, and I just I feel like for me personally. You've been burned. Gen- genuinely enjoys Suicide Squad and what they could be. This movie really has to take a very drastic turn for me to think that this wor- this group is worth anything, especially if they're going to take any information from the first one. I also, I'm just really over the Joker. I'm really over Harley Quinn. And, and I say this as somebody who adores the animated Harley Quinn series. I love that one. And I'm, but I'm still over it. And I just kind of, like, I get why they keep her on there for, like, to put butts in the seats. But, like... And I will say, I hate Harley Quinn. I hate the character. She's, first off, they put, <gasps> they paint her as some sort of feminist icon. It blows no. my mind. It's the most contradicting oh, no, thing I, ever. No, no, no. Her origins are a gangster icon. small. She's an edgelord icon. Yeah, like, she's exactly. my Joker. She's my Harley. Fuck yeah. that Oh my bullshit. god, I hate yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my abusive relationship. It's it's disgusting. No, and I, it's, I like the character so that is a, a tale of woe. Like the 1989 animated series, like Harley, like like the Mr. J thing. Nobody with their right mind should have seen that as a feminist icon. It's just like everything that's turned into now. I just, I hate it. And that's my thing is Harley Quinn only works in the fucking Batman animated series because the Batman animated series is a neo-noir. It's supposed to take place in this ambiguous 40s version of the future. She is a Arkham Asylum. Harley also works like the video games. I will say. I I, I, I like the cartoon. Fun, I like the one on DC. The yeah, Harley that was Quinn fine. animated was it was fun. It was like Venture Brothers Light. But, uh, but, but I, 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 her and Pamela, I ship it. I'm down. Yeah, I liked it. That was great. Like it was a great character. It was a great character growth. It was more about Poison Ivy, honestly. Like her character was more. I don't know. Anyways, less eye roll. All right. So, so here's what we're doing. Oh, go ahead. Last word. Suicide Squad. Real quick, because I feel like I need to defend Suicide Squad in the jail. Well, okay. Well, 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 wait. wait, Before you do that, here's what we're going to do. And we're going to let, we're going to let Jimothy go first. We're, we're, I'm going to give everyone one last full minute to say their piece about anything regarding DC, Marvel, any, anything regardless. <laughs> if you do go over that minute, you will be muted, and I will be moving on to the next person yes. uh, for brevity purposes. So, Jimothy, uh, I will give you an extra 10 seconds because we all know you, sir. Uh, and so you are the exception. Anyway. I'm actually not even going to take a minute. I'm just going to say okay. I think any single director on Earth can do so – I'm hoping – can do so Suicide Squad, right? it is James Gunn because everything that made that John, the original Suicide well, not the original 1970s war comic, the iteration that we know of the Suicide Squad, the John Ostrander one from the 80s, it's what it plays to James Gunn's strengths. And I think the fact that, I mean, I wanted a more, I wanted a more faithful to the 80s comic version, but I think James Gunn is going to make something really fun and something that is enjoyable in the same way he did with Guardians of the Galaxy. It's very much a populist film. They're fun, funny action films. I'm on board with that. He's not trying to fucking win an Oscar. I do think if anybody can really turn around 
that franchise, it's James Gunn. That's all I'm saying. All right, and we'll move on to Shanae. Um, quit doing unnecessary origin stories, um, DC and Marvel. Um, Henry Cavill, if anybody listening to this has, like, a hookup with him, just, like, just let him know I'm really interested. And then, (laughs) uh, this movie, I still think I agree with Tanner. I can't believe I'm saying this. agree with Tanner. Not that bad. And, um, yeah, just, like, stop with the Joker. I'm done with him. Also... You're speaking my language on that one. Okay, and then we'll do uh, Adam. All right. Thank you very much for the mic time. Uh, Last point I wanted to bring up is the influence of Ayn Rand on uh, Zack Snyder. Uh, Anything Mm. with objectivism and utilitarianism, and you have to make hard decisions and live by them and fuck other people and fuck (laughs) bad guys. Uh, You know, let them die. I think it's just cruel. It's not good writing. Uh, it's not good writing. It it doesn't do. It doesn't make characters heroic. It just makes them uh, assholes. If anything, Superman became more like Rorschach in these films, and this is why these films fail uh, because you <laughs> do, you have space. like a black hole. <laughs> the end. All right. Well, thank you. And then, of course, we have Tanner Turdway. Go ahead, Tanner. Uh, Superman. <laughs> Got him. So, yeah, about that. How, how do I unmute him, though? <laughs> Tanner, are you still with us? Okay, there you go, Tanner. Okay, okay, go ahead. There you go. Go. So, Superman, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie this back into the stable of studs. Superman kills his enemies then, now, and forever. It's not the first time. It's not the last time. He's going to keep doing it. It's not going to kill his character. It's not the end of the world. I'll cut killing myself him and killing him and killing it, him well. It could it could be the end of the world. It could be the end of the world if he. It would uh, have been the end of the world if he didn't kill him, Adam. Oh, okay, all right. And last but not least, we have Dirty Dirty Derek, who I feel who didn't get a not uh, didn't get enough time to talk today. That's okay. So, so if you want two minutes, sir, be my guest. You have two no, freaking I'm, minutes. I'm, I'm gonna take to shout over James. Just just a minute. No 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 no. It's a, like everybody's super passionate about this and uh, and i appreciate that i only have like three very important things to say one reiterate fuck ezra miller's a flash so fuck that <laughs> yeah two bring back keaton as batman yes that's my batman right there um that's the that's the timber universe is where it belongs um two give me an obscure shut up jay <laughs> don't thumbs down <laughs> me you're cutting into my time uh three give me more obscure villains um because I'm tired of the the tired old to to Sinead's point, like get rid of the Joker, get rid of all the uh, you know normal ones we see the Penguins and the Riddlers. Give me some more obscure mis- obscure ones. Figure that bring some more hush. Anyway. Yeah. So and I will say about the Suicide like- Suicide Squad, the reason the Suicide Squad is going to be great is not only to James point James Gunn is really good at pulling together ensemble cuts, but he also wants to make it work to give a big fuck you to Marvel or canning him from Gardens of the Galaxy 3 before begging him to come back. So if he kicks us off, then he can say, fuck you to Marvel and continue making DC, which may actually save it um, in the long run because I think he's a good filmmaker. So that's a minute 15. So hey, right there. that's good. You know, m- more, more, more deserved, uh, you know, uh, well-deserved today since everyone seemed in the uh, chaotic fashion as we normally are in these shows. But I want to thank you. Oh, uh, Tank, what about your minute? Uh, no, I don't get a minute. Y'all, I, it, it is Who won, be... Tank? 
Who won? Who, oh, who swayed you? We all, we all won. Uh, man you, won. Know, you know, it, <laughs> I was dead. Um, I didn't think you, well, I, Henry Cavill, I won. <laughs> man of Steel is not a meh movie. Man of Steel is a movie that should not have been made. I, I'm just gonna say that. Like, it, it, it's like it's first it, it, it was. It was a cool half star uh, out of uh, five. Uh, there, um, it just it was a bad, bad movie. <laughs> um, it, I, it, I'd rather have seen Nicolas Cage as Superman, and or yeah. I, I'd rather have seen an eight-legged monster versus Superman who doesn't wear a Superman suit. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Henry well, I... down for that too. <laughs> Henry Cavill with less clothes. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's yeah. do it, no, my man. But yeah, yeah, other than that, I, good ideas. I, I'm I'm gonna have to side as as much you know honestly, and I'm just being fair. I'm not being biased by any means because of me and Tanner's beef. Um, I do have to side with Adam on this one today, and you know, um, and I do apologize about that, Tanner. But if you do have other other uh, uh, disagreements with Adam, feel free to bring him to the podcast. We'll have a debate as we did today. Uh, I, I kept it as orderly as I could have, and, and uh, you did a job. Thank, thank, yes. thank you so much. Uh, but I, I want to continue this conversation uh, as far as superheroes go. Uh, Next. I, all right, let's argue who's the best. What is the best Batman movie? Ooh, hey, does that include animations? Short argument. Sure. Yes. Batman, Dracula, Andy Warhol. Get out of here. That's right. Anyway, <laughs> so. I mean, that big yes. velvet founder, Andy Warhol mm, reference. Jesus Christ. Yes. What was that band? What was that band that he always brings? Uh, Oingo Boingo. The, 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 the Danny Warhols. <laughs> Danny Elfman. Danny no, Elfman. He, uh, the, the band he always brings up his animal collection. <laughs> okay. Well, this had. Well, for me. Bye guys. Okay, so check it out. I got you got Jimothy James Dean. We got uh, Doctor Derek, uh, all, aka Dirty Derek. We got Tanner Treadway, aka Tanner Treadway. We got Adam F and Danger. Be sure to check out the Adam Danger uh, uh, production. Oh, yeah. Okay. On Spotify as well as iTunes. Don't forget to check out the Save Continue podcast with Shanae Howard on, as well as uh, Spotify and iTunes. And subscribe to our show. It's on Spotify as well as iTunes too, be, or Apple Podcasts. <laughs> subscribe to it. Uh, I also have a, a, a new YouTube podcast, uh, Dirty Masenko. Be sure to search that up and, and subscribe. But this has, a, this has been Tank Rodriguez and the Super Friends. We'll see you on the next one, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Peace.